Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's We Are Live. We're live from Midco Studio in Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Travis Strell joining live in Brooklyn, New York. Chris Gardner's here. Been a fun show so far. Just discussing it, pushing things along. We've uh, we've got some things that have caused some controversy. But we've got a bunch of uh, movie trailers to get to as well. We've got Face Off this hour. Maybe we'll even do some Make It Racist. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then we'll finish up with some uh, classic Farrah Fowl as well. Gardner, do you have some trailers to show? You want to jump into those? Yeah. Uh, Travis, you had mentioned one yesterday near the <clears> end of the show, and I guess it maybe had just been released, and that's for... Um, What's the Mr. Rogers movie? What's the name of it? Uh, something neighborhood. Um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. That's the name of the Mr. Rogers movie. And uh, it's got Tom Hanks, right? It does. It has the Tom Hanks. And um, just, just a quick look at the trailer. It is Tom Hanks being... <laughs> amazing Tom Hanks. It looks like a movie, just like the documentary, that's going to be much needed. Mm-hmm. And one, I think families will just absolutely flood to the theaters to see. I think if there's a movie that maybe Tom Hanks was absolutely born a play, I think it's probably this one. This is uh-huh. a role that makes incredible sense. There aren't a ton of people these days that we still trust especially on the celebrity side, especially from our childhood, for obvious reasons. Uh, but there are certain individuals that have somehow uh, rise above the cesspool that can be the entertainment industry. And it, it appears to be people like Tom Hanks. Uh, and as far as our childhood is concerned, it appears to be uh, Mr. Fred Rogers, who um, who just seemed to be the perfect people to to have their lives crossed so for tom hanks to play fred rogers is pretty cool and i, I want to watch the trailer here and i want you to answer the question afterwards do you think you'll cry during this movie so here's the trailer for a beautiful okay. day in the neighborhood hey i'm looking for fred rogers in here it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood a beautiful day for a neighbor would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hello, neighbor. Mr. Rogers. I'm here to interview you. It is so nice to meet you. You OK? Profiling Mr. Rogers. Boyd, please don't ruin my childhood. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to give the world positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Yeah, like what? There are many things you can do. You can play all the lowest keys on a piano at the same time. You love broken people like me. Sometimes we have to ask for help, and that's okay. 
I think the best thing we can do is to let people know that each one of them is precious. So will you cry, Travis? <laughs> he cried at Toy Story. I'm already there. <laughs> um, yeah, there won't be a dry tear in the house. It's going to be emotional, and uh, I would recommend not taking your first date there. Unless you, you're up to cry in front of the person you're trying to bed. But, um, yeah, that is, uh, you can tell that film is going to be, and I think, it's Tom Hanks, so you know Hanks is going to bring it. Um, and the guy has carried, you know, worse movies. Uh, so, you, but you would imagine since everyone's in some way, shape, or form connected to Fred Rogers' story, and I think that's a great line in the um, in the early part of the trailer. Please don't ruin my childhood. <laughs> and I think if you're going to entrust a story, like Fred's story, to anyone, uh, who better hands for it to be in than Tom Hanks? And so, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this film. I really am looking forward to, to seeing um, just this, this him take on this very cool role. And, and again, finally, to see a movie uh, that you can take people, you take your entire family to go see, and you know it's going to be something that everyone can enjoy. I'm trying to figure out what his worst movie is. Tom Hanks? Yeah. Tom Hanks' worst movie? There's something in the 80s, probably. My, I had What's the uh, the Coen Brothers movie he did, The Lady Killers? Lady Killers. That wasn't great. Yeah, that one's listed here. My initial reaction was Joe versus the Volcano. Um, what is it on IMDb? What is it on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, that racist ass site? Which oh, one? Okay. Uh, my Life in Ruins, 2009, 9%. But how much was he in that movie? I'm about to say, I don't recall that film. Uh... The Lady Killers has a 54. That's not that oh, That's bad. pretty high. Um, I thought Lady Killers was going to definitely be in the 30s. I'm surprised. Maybe because, yeah. It's a what was the circle? So an extra 20 oh point. God, Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, that was one with Emma Watson. I don't think anyone saw that one. 15%. 23% Inferno. Oh, that's like the... Oh, Inferno. Is that when he's playing the Dan Brown books? Yeah, that's like the third one. Mm-hmm. My big fat yeah, no one wedding saw that too. One. He was a producer. 28%. I saw that one. I went to the theater. Yeah, I think his wife directed that movie. But uh, amazing Rita Wilson, I believe. Right? Yeah. No, I think she had directed um, my big fat Greek wedding too. Okay. Yeah, my life. So that may ruined. be a reason why Tom was a producer on that one. But no, I um, all in all, Tom Hanks when he goes out and does a project, especially of something of this magnitude, he at worst gets a triple. Um, so I believe he'll hit this out of the ballpark, and I don't think it'll be a surprise to anyone if he's nominated uh, for Best Actor for this role. I think it's almost a given that he's nominated. I think that's the free space. Him and Meryl Streep have reached a point in their careers where if they're in a movie that's been dubbed as Oscar bait, they're automatically nominated, and rightfully so. It's never because it's just their namesake. It's because they're really freaking damn good, and Tom Hanks' Fred Rogers is just... That's a given. He's going to be nominated for every award next fall in 2020. 
in a in a film world where everything has a dark twist and uh, and something um, burdensome around the corner, it'll be nice to just have a nice slice of goodness, right? We could use that, and that's why I think it'll do amazing at the box office because, again, it's um, I think this Me Too Times Up era has put a lot of our heroes and the time that we lionized our heroes into perspective. So, you know, I, I think the Cosby thing hit people hard and it made us all question everything from that era and rightfully so. And it was a, and for most of the year, a year ago, it felt like every other week, people that we had grown up to admire um, were just shitty human beings to put it plainly. Um, and so to have something from our childhood that doesn't have that stain, that doesn't have that horrible history, mm -hmm. that is as pure and as genuine as we remembered it as children, and to see that reimagined on the on the film screen, um, I think that's gonna mean a lot to people. So I think people absolutely are gonna run to theaters to see this because you're like, oh, there was something good about my childhood. It was this guy. Mm -hmm. And who better than Tom Hanks to play him? I haven't seen The Circle. That looks like a newer film. I haven't either. It felt like a um, a Facebook yeah, dark a... twist. Yeah, it just I didn't think I cared to watch that. And I love both Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, but can you guys? I, I had to pass on that one. The Da Vinci Code, twenty five percent, and it made two hundred seventeen million. Uh, why were those so bad? Weren't those? Bu and then they made three of them. So they had to do something. They were making money. What was the, like, weren't those books, like, really good? Like, I remember when the books came to light and then they, they attached Hanks to it. Like, did anyone see those or know the deal with those? Why were those so They overseen? were just bad movies. They were made poorly. Like, I think they were just bad movies. I think, I, I can't necessarily explain why they were bad. I don't, I don't even know who the directors were, but I remember seeing The Da Vinci Code in theaters and, it was just boring and bad and oh, i liked it and then i think you get distracted by tom hanks hair like tom hanks hair in the da vinci code is very noticeably annoying but it was just not a good story all the way around it was just a very it was not a good movie well it's out there so well, let me let me put it, this. it was i don't know i don't think there was a there wasn't a specific villain and then the I think it was trying to be, it felt like it was trying to be a modern day mix of Jason Bourne and Indiana Jones. And it just felt unnecessary. Like there was no reason to really go see it in movies. I never understood why the books were so popular, but they were crazy popular. Huge. But I don't, I don't know. I never got the, I'll be honest. Uh, and maybe because I was just not of the right age at the time, but I never understood the phenomenon that was uh, the Da Vinci Code. I was, in, I thought that it, it was stupid. For people our age, in 1992, a movie came out uh, called Radio Flyer, which I loved at the time. With the wagon? Yeah, with the wagon and the dog and Elijah Wood and the other kid who was in a bunch of movies at that time. 33%, and Tom Hanks had a small part in that. That depresses me. Yeah. I remember thinking, I was like, well, this is about as good as it gets as far as cinema goes. <laughs> loved that movie. Or The Cure. That kid was in a movie called The Cure, uh -huh. also with Brad Renfro. Also probably very poorly rated. It's like, I don't know, like, because my movie growing up would have been Cloak and Dagger with the great Dabney Coleman. 
which I would compare to you going with Radio Flyer there. Um, I don't know what Cloak and Dagger might. And those that, if you don't know Dabney Coleman, you can also see him in, uh, was it War Games with Matthew Broderick? Mm. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. Oh, that's a television series. That's got a good rating, actually. Because I, I, would, I would guess that it's not a... 64, that's not bad. What about The War? Did you ever see The War with Kevin Costner? No. And it, and it had our guy, uh, I think it had Elijah Wood, but it had our guy uh, from uh, Friday Night Lights and um, several, oh, Kevin, Elijah Wood, uh, The War, 25% Kevin Costner and Elijah Wood. Yeah, I won't see that then. Mm, yeah. Do you guys ever wonder, like, um, and we talk about these great movies and these great actors that came into their own, especially in the 90s, like, do you think it's weird that we haven't, had more projects with Kevin Costner and Tom Hanks, like doing films together. Do you think it's weird that Al Pacino and Denzel Washington has never showed up in a film together? Like, I just think there are just so many greats that have come across some of our favorite films since we've grown up. And a lot of these actors have never been in films together. And that's always bothered me. Like, it's weird that Kevin Costner and Tom Hanks haven't been in a movie together. It just seems like they should. I mean, you you may have this small group of actors where they're like, uh, if you're going to put me in that, I got to make more than that guy, and then they can't they can't afford it. I don't know, but there's been other blockbusters, obviously. But I just feel like two of the best actors, three certainly, of our generation, of any generation, I would put Denzel, Pacino, De Niro, Hanks. Um, you can alternate who you're three and four are from time to time based on the project, but I don't, and we've seen De Niro and Pacino, of course, and we're supposed to see them again with our good friend Joe Pesci later this year in a Netflix movie, The Irishman. See, be careful uh, what you so ask we'll for, because you'll two. get another old man vacation movie with these guys in it, or old man <laughs> go find themselves. Like, that's how you get true. Last Vegas, is you clamor for these that people. That is very true. And you they know say, what? you want that's it? A good Here point. it is. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like you can write a story that would be captivating with both Kevin Costner and Tom Hanks. Well, you need. I just to do think it. they're just amazing actors, and I really wish that instead of forcing another seventeen-year-old kid that looks just like the previous seventeen-year-old kid into one of these franchises, how about you just go ahead and just pay the extra ten and throw Kevin Costner and Tom Hanks into a film? <laughs> well. Be, again, be careful. There's the evil genie scenario, the evil Hollywood genie scenario, and the food equivalent would be like Captain D's offering lobster rolls for a dollar ninety nine. You you tell you say it out loud. Sure could go for some lobster, and then all of a sudden they're like, I'll "Say no more, fam. I've got you. That's got you boy. covered." Yeah. So be careful because that can happen, and then it tarnishes their good name together. That's a good point. Apparently, also in the new Mr. Rogers film. Uh, the younger versions of Mr. Rogers are being played by none other than Colin Hanks, the oldest son of Tom Hanks. So he's going to play younger version of Fred Rogers in the movie. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I have another trailer for you guys to watch, too. All right, what um, do we got? Just because, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff out there right now. So uh, there's another one that's yeah you won't get to see in theaters, but uh, is is being released soon. Here you go. What's that? 
Zombie tidal waves coming out middle of next month. Just want to let everyone know. I I noticed the crack that st got everything started in that trailer. Uh, well, I'd like to see a little bit more of that because that kind of reminds me of my idea for the oh, movie no. Earthquake. No, 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 no. Where earthquake happens, opens up a crevasse in the earth, and a prehistoric dinosaur duck a eggs hatch. And then uh, the dinosaur ducks start terrorizing mm. people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd like to see a little bit more there. Uh, they didn't take my idea a little bit there. I, I give, let's see, sci-fi actually just sums up my entire point. Mm. Sci-fi has said, we are this. They're honest. Let's double down. Yeah. Let's triple down. That's quite, they're honest. They're not trying to pass this off as something game-changing horror they're not trying to reinvent the genre they're saying look people like this stupid shit they like to get high they mm -hmm. like to get drunk in front of their with their friends like to sit around for 90 minutes to two hours and watch something that is completely ridiculous that you don't have to buy into the stakes i respect sci-fi i respect ian zaring for making this the next chapter in his life I'm going to support this because they put their agenda out front. Mm -hmm. They were honest and they deserve some reciprocity. So I will check that out. I'm excited to look forward to that movie. Good luck to Ian and uh, Anthony C. Ferrante. <laughs> maybe uh, we maybe need these movies. These movies are more important in the lexicon than people realize. Like this is important. I have no one being partially silly, but at the same time, I think Look, every generation's had this. We had it with our parents had in the eighties with the, you know, the roadhouses and all these, you know, uh, you know, old school Rodriguez films where you know the cut 'em up slashers. It's good yeah. that we have this. It's good that sci-fi is I doing this. I think, think it's pretty funny and I think it's fun. That to tie it into the times, Sharknado with the storm it created mm -hmm. on uh, social media, that it might actually belong in the National Archives because it kind of defined certain parts of the culture at a moment in time. Wow. So I think probably Sharknado does belong in the National Archives because of that. Mm. Mm -hmm. What about these? We have some ideas uh, just kind of tying all the movie talk together. Mm -hmm. And maybe sci-fi picks it up. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know where the home would be. Uh, you've got mail delivered by the postman from the Black Sheep. <laughs> 
for a Costner and Hank <laughs> matchup. Uh, I like that movie. KFB wants uh, a Costner Hanks mashup. He wants Forrest Gump character in the Untouchables movie. Oh, no. <laughs> now Forrest Gump tries to stop the the baby carriage as it goes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sean Connery in that movie. You put one of those in the morgue. I like Mama it. said life is like a box of chocolate. Like Sean Connery, like, aren't you listening to me? What about the box? What about the bodyguard? It's the Chicago way. Forrest, Forrest goes running by as <laughs> he's carrying her. <laughs> I think we've got a lot of options here. Oh no! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they don't want a new movie. With new characters. They just want old rehashes. They want crossovers. The characters. They want crossovers, crossovers is what yes. they want. Well, we've got the technology now. You can you can young up their faces. Maybe you give the people what they want. Sci-fi you can do Toy Story in a JFK mashup. Yeah, you could definitely do that. <laughs> you can see shot that and goes back into the left. Oh, no. Yeah. Which toy? I like that. Which toy are you often? Well, it'd be Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is Woody. Instead oh, of no. turning into a child, the uh, Zoltar sends him back to last... Uh, or, uh, sorry, what's the Dances with Wolves time? And he's just That'd a kid. Good. The, he's a guy from the 80s stuck. There's your mashup. You yeah. do big. You do a big Dances with Wolves mashup. Ooh. You send Tom Hanks into the world of Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Yes. That'd be good. The scene. I'm like, I wish I were a Native American woman. <laughs> and then, bam. Oof, yeah. He's there. Right. It's not going to. Oh, that's all right. Well, let's move it was on. actually a white woman. So I, can I tell yeah. you guys, I learned something here recently. I learned it actually yesterday. Um, it floods in New York. <laughs> it floods oh, in New York. That was a bit of a surprise. Um, there were several blocks. Uh, in Brooklyn that were flooded uh, yesterday afternoon around five six o'clock right around rush hour and it was a mess con ed which is the Amron if you will of New York uh, purposely shut off the power to let's just say a vast predominantly brown and black neighborhood was it on purpose yeah I mean (laughs) With it, not only with it, the, they no, this was before the flooding. This was last night or the previous night. Uh, and they shut down, um, they purposely said there was a large amount of users using the grid, according to Con Ed, and they shut off power in the poor black and brown neighborhoods to conserve power for everybody else uh, in the area. So a lot of people are very displeased this morning, no power, very hot and flooding everywhere. Did Trump Tower get shut down? I no, bet it did not. not. I bet not. Mm, no, it did not. It did not. Now, what if he would it's have definitely shut not down a good his look, tower. especially when the um, and definitely not a good look with the mayor of New York currently on the road, uh, discussing how he should be the next president of the United States. So, it's a perfect storm of angry New Yorkers this week, my friends. Uh, Con Ed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of racist, we do a uh, a segment where we throw out topics that Travis couldn't possibly make racist, and you know maybe electric. Are racist, Chris? 
Maybe electric co-ops was going to be one of those. We can't use it now. It's already been proven with no fault uh, out there. So Travis has done that. Guys, let's do some Make It Racist. I'm addressing the white elephant in the room. I'm breaking down the barriers of race by assimilation. I wouldn't mind have black neighbors. That is racist as hell. It's raining little white women. My prayers have been answered. Black women have the nicest asses. If that ain't the whitest thing a white man has ever whited in his life. You do not have to say African American. Just say black. Oh, well, in that case, you know what word I miss? Colored. Oh. Oh. Don't let the liberal media tell you how to think and feel. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. I'm racist as hell. <laughs> deserved. That's right. We throw out topics. We even take some from the comments section. So if you're hanging out, maybe you've got something that uh, you want to see if Travis can make racist. I'll start it off. Uh, Disney movies. You can't make those racist. They are just absolutely beautiful films. Hmm. And they reflect the beauty of blacks, browns, whites, Asians. The work that is put in at Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and the fine creators and show developers at Disney Plus that are looking to hire new, fresh voices from minorities across the country. I can't think of an entity that represents America more than Disney. So no, Chris, I will not entertain your silliness and that suggestion of racism at Disney. I will. Because as far as I'm concerned, they are the weapon against racism in our society. And they have, their executives, taken advantage of brainwashing certain cultures into believing what they believe, specifically people that look like Travis. Oh, wow. There. Really got them. There it is, Travis. I don't I don't know how... Uh, company that gives you a black Ariel and black panther can be racist so hmm. Hmm. good luck guys okay nice uh, try how about essence festival oh hmm. another fine institution oh that represents everyone you guys so if you're not trying to ruin my future career you're trying to ruin my opportunity to have a wife and so you want me to alienate Disney and black women in a matter of minutes. What do I look like? Do better. Guys, don't let me beg for Tommy to return. Heat dome. You're pathetic. Make it racist. Heat domes. So let me get this straight. Mm -hmm. The government can't provide housing for all these poor minorities but they can create a weather machine that puts a heat dome over those same neighborhoods trying to suffocate us to death. I know what's going on. Mother Nature, you're a racist bitch. Oh. It is unkind. Got real rude, real fast. Gardner, you got one? Subwoofers. I, I maybe went too far with that one. What was Sorry. that? Subwoofers. <laughs> They're called subwoofers. So you're forced to hide them. Why does everything that comes from black culture have to be hidden? Who invented subwoofers? Mm. His name was Charles Subwooferman. Mm. He was a white guy from Connecticut. Oh. Okay. And he had a couple black friends. 
and they were like, yo, man, we want to play these beats when we got the horse and carriages going through the neighborhood. And so no. he was like, hey, man, I can't give you speakers because that violates a ye old English noise ordinance. Mm. But I can give you some subwoofers and science so you can time. get that bass. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it, you know, Frederick Douglass, a lot of people don't know that's first oh. person to own a subwoofer. I did not know that. Uh -huh. And that's and that's how he told everybody the British were coming. <laughs> Paul Revere. Mm. No, it was Frederick Douglass. Yes, I just hit the button because I don't even know what yeah, you're saying I'm anymore. I'm not sure how that works. And by the way, here's how I can tell that you've been in New York now for an extended period of time. It's when you relate something to something else. You ready? Okay. When you come up with your generic white man, white boy, he's always from a mm -hmm. particular place now. He's always from Connecticut. Yep. Yep. That's how I know you've been out east long enough to have settled in. He no longer says Chesterfield. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You, it's nowhere around here anymore. The guy's always Festus, from Festus fucking Connecticut now. Festus has gotten a break <laughs> since Travis moved to New York. You're not screwing up saying Jefferson point. County anymore or anything like that. That's true. You're saying Connecticut every time you're trying mm. to relate to a generic white man. That's how I know you've been out that's there a true. little while now. And that's you know fair. what? Damn, that's there. That's racist as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Damn it, uh, Travis. Uh, network TV sitcoms. You oh. can't make those racist. Well, he's conflicted because he's got thoughts about casting, but then he also thinks he dropped off his uh, his writing package to like Head's eight moving. of these people. Heads yeah. moving. He's trying to figure out yeah. what to do here. Uh... How do yes. I get defensive? Yeah. How do, I, how do I yell? Are, I'll go. I'll go a step further. No, I won't. Yeah, I will. <laughs> okay. So they are lazy as hell. So the and I think it, it is. Well, you're right, and I think the reason why it's led to them being oh, lazy, yeah. fear, different voices. Uh, and look, <laughs> it's kind of like it is like racist in that like they gave all the sitcoms in the early 90s to like Sinbad and LL Cool J. And they was like, here's Soldier, here you go. You wanted black TV. And they knew we didn't want that kind of TV. Mm -hmm. And so now like they punish us for them giving LL Cool J and Sinbad sitcoms in the early 90s. What was so, LL Cool J's sitcom? Didn't he play for the Raiders? He was a retired football player. LL Cool J got like three sick like in the early 90s. There was one where he was a club owner, I think, hmm. with Patti LaBelle. Hmm. Yeah. And he, yeah. You're trying to tell uh, me. It's uh, in the house. Yeah, it's, in the house is what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yes, wasn't he a club owner or something? I he was a co-club owner football or player, a promoter. Right? In this one, after an injury ends his professional football career, Marion Hill agrees to take a job as a Manny. Mm -hmm. Manny. A Manny, okay, I remember that. tenant, divorcee, mm -hmm. Jackie Warren, with her two children, Tiffany and Austin. That's right. That's right. And who's, I also knew more the, about a black the mother? than Travis. Huh? Yeah, that's good for Chris. Executive who was the producer, uh, mother? Uh, I'd have to look that up. Executive producer, Quincy Jones. Mm. Made it to the UPN. 
Oh, now I definitely have to go do his discography. Well, you tr you trying to tell me yeah, that this, like, uh, it... hanging with Mr. Cooper wasn't good enough? Watch that regularly. Getting a peek into a lot of my programming as a child. <laughs> I don't know what the one with Patty LaBelle would have been. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro was what in it. it. Maya Campbell uh, played Tiffany. Oh Ribeiro. wow. Alfonso Ribeiro was Dr. Maxwell Stanton. Mm. What Lays. show was that? This is In the House. Oh, okay. Have you seen that before? I have seen that sitcom. That was on NBC for a second, yeah. Yep. Because I want to say that it was kind of supposed to be the follow-up next Black Family hit after Fresh Prince. But I don't think it ever, I don't think it ever picked up. And it went over to UPN. Now the Patty LaBelle. But I one... think because network television gave LL Cool J and Will Smith shows in the '90s, I think network television figured out oh, we're good for 20 years. The, so in uh, that regard, yes, they're racist as hell. Wow, he, he brought it. He brought it home. Okay, there you go. Um, Out all night is the one with Patty LaBelle. Okay. Who are the who are the characters? Dwayne Martin, I think, was in that one. Uh, Patty Labelle plays Chelsea Page. Morse Chestnut. Vivica yes. A. Fox. Oh, did you guys ever see yes. that? Dwayne Martin, Simon O'Brien. Um. Let's see here. I'm gonna have to look at. There's some backlash apparently. Backlash oh, no. with it. Here oh, one. No. The character. Vidal Thomas, which was played by Dwayne Martin, was not received well by audiences. Rob Edwards states in a 1992 LA Times article that criticism of one character who was accused of being clownish and woman crazy in the pilot episode was premature. So I guess they didn't like him being portrayed like as a... Uh, it's funny, man. It's, um... Man. The things that we loved in the 90s uh, by no means would ever, ever see the light of day now. And maybe that's how it should be, but I'm just thinking about how cookie-cutter a lot of those sitcoms were in the 90s and how they wouldn't make it past the room now in 2019. Like, and I still think about this a lot, and especially now, and he talks about it a bit with comedians and cars getting coffee. I, I don't I don't see how Jerry Seinfeld, I don't see how Seinfeld's pitch makes it out of the room. Well, they get canceled. I mean, six, outside of six episodes into their first himself. season. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Horrible. It was yeah. It's just it's it, exactly, and so like that's why I, when I see things like and, it's, and he kind of he doesn't really touch on it when he interviews John Mulaney, but I kind of wish they had gone further into that because I think, like you just pointed out, Chris, like those early seasons of Seinfeld, I didn't catch. I think the Seinfeld acknowledged we didn't catch on to the third season. It's real clunky. So. It was very clunky. So I, I'm, I'm curious, how the hell did him and Larry pitch that in the room? And what, what, what was going on in the room for them to go? Okay, we'll give it a go. Well, think about I mean, besides of Jerry Seinfeld's, you know, comedic credentials. Yeah, they got lucky. It was the right time, the right. Uh, yeah, it worked out. If they did a version, man, after watching that documentary, uh, Too Funny to Fail, that about the Dana Carvey show, and just seeing all the mm -hmm. little decisions that went into why that failed like there's just it's so complicated on why things work and why they don't travis you have, that you have it? any you have any self make it racist is there anything you want to call out 
Hmm, that's a good question. Let's it's like, go hmm, with... revolves around this one entire thought process. Uh, no, I don't, because last time I checked, I'm not a racist, so I don't have anything oh, wow. to say. Sorry. Okay. Guys, no. Travis has made it all racist, or shone light on things that are already racist. So, great job, Travis. Uh, I want to remind everybody... Except for that start. Yeah, that was kind of rough. That was kind yeah, of pandering. Uh, St. Louis Counseling Services, stlouiscounselingonline.org is where you find them at stlouiscounseling.org. You can find the podcast Mental Health Matters, which is recorded here at Midcoast Studio, right here in Grand Center in St. Louis. They've been improving lives since 1955. They have school partnership programs, employee assistant programs, counseling, all of these things available through St. Louis Counseling Services. Be sure to support them because they support us. Again, the website, stlouiscounseling.org, putting the, uh, the link in the comments currently. And if you or uh, anyone you know is looking for counseling services, be sure to drop them a line. I should have said, Travis, make uh, cappuccinos racist. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Since that's what you drink now. Oh, my God. At gosh. your hipster coffee shops in Brooklyn. Uh, this is, um, I think someone is setting me up. Um, you. I don't, you would be um, setting your own self up. You sent us this photo. Mm. This is what you were eating after the show and drinking after the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's even got a little leaf imprint I... in it. And an individual waffle. They got those in St. Louis. Uh... Look, this is so delicious. I enjoy going to this lovely coffee shop here in uh-huh. Brooklyn every do you think, morning to go do work. Do you think Nas raps about that? Like, are you street now, bro? I've always been street dog. <laughs> now it's just solidified um, with this cap- with this latte uh-huh. waffle combo. I mean, look how hood I am. Look, I mean, like that's just a hood picture. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. What makes it so hood? You guys don't have to be haters. Oh, I'm asking. Yeah. I'm just wondering. What makes it so hood? How cool. Like, look how this, like, masculine that that, that is. Mm-hmm. Just like the waffle sticking out from the top and the... Look at that lovely leaf. Isn't that a beautiful design? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Like, I'm an influ- I feel like I'm an influencer now. Gardner, I don't know if we've hit this hmm. yet. On the rundown, uh, you said you saw something interesting while driving the other day. Have we hit that yet? Oh, no. I, yeah, uh, me... That that intrigues me because Gardner's idea of interesting, it could either be super subtle and he's going to craft some insane story around it, or he doesn't make a big idea, a big deal about seeing a literal alien and sharing a cigarette with it. Like, yeah. That's who you are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's something we've talked about <laughs> in the past. But I finally saw like a visual of something to get a point across. Maybe it's the uh, the family sticker decals on the backs of a car, mm. on the back of cars. Um, I saw one the other day driving along Skinker. That yeah, this is this is the image we think of when we make fun of it, and it's this right here. This is what I saw. <laughs> Okay. This is what I was driving behind. All right. So it's a mom, start yeah. start at the parents. So mom and dad. Two. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and a little one. Thirteen kids, two dogs, and a Boost 101.9 sticker on nice. the back. Nice. Of an Explorer. Uh-huh. Bigger van. So this limited is limited SE. 
Yeah, so big panel van. So when we've discussed this in the past and have tried to like, you know, touch on it, discuss it, whatever it might be, this, when I saw this, I'm like, this is what I need. This is the photo I need to get to the point of kind of making fun of those stickers in a way. But that's what, what I saw. What's going on here? Yeah, what's going on? Is that like, uh, is, that a, is that Boost 101.9's radio van and they're no, saying it's it the, the radio family? Is that an actual family? Does that's a not white, an actual family. That's 13 kids. Does a white yes. family, yeah, Catholics, if, the, if there's a white family with that many kids, do they listen to Boost 101.9? is very confusing mm. what is boost 101.9 it is and are they hiring a commercial free christian oriented rhythmic top 40 radio station mm, that's not in st louis it says pop hip-hop and hope okay pop hip-hop and hope so they're a funky fresh family listening to 101 so i saw that snapped the picture and i wanted everyone else to see it as well basically that's what i was getting at and that's what I saw while driving. Wow. Really proud of you, sir. Thanks. Uh, you are... Uh, <laughs> Can we pick up the energy, fellas? Yeah, let's do. Let's pick up the energy with some face-off. What face are we doing off. here? Travis, are we give doing us... a show or are we fucking done? What's Travis, going on here? Travis, give us an intro for face-off. Face-off. See how cooler it looks even with the ring finger? Oh man! Hey, oh, man. hey. <laughs> that's a good-looking photo. That's like a good headshot. That was—you look kind of scared there. You look high there. You were frozen. Mm. Mm. I look excited about life there. Yeah, you do. You're in the in the shadows as well. Mm. I don't know what you were cheering about there. I think it was cheering on BT. I think he was talking about the Lakers. How great was it to have BT? Oh. And, uh, and, and Mr. DC Curry. Did everybody go check DC out this past weekend? We hung out with him quite a bit, but uh, didn't make it out to comedy shows. You didn't get in Oh, wow. You yes. know. He didn't make it on Rogan, so I guess that would mean you didn't have time for it. You know what? I've seen it's DC Curry more times than you, sir. Yeah, you also see... Ian, every time he comes into town, and you freaking did a podcast with you him. Know you know who didn't I have saw? time for DC Curry and BT? You know who I saw? That's interesting. You know who I saw? Reggie Edwards. Huh? Who? What's up now? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Twice. Two yeah. nights. I put him on one night, and I was at a show with another night. Any fights? No. Although I, I applaud Reggie. We need to go back to that. If you missed it, Friday, go back to that. Reggie Edwards, for the first time in the history of any male ever, Accurately told a fight story. <laughs> no embellishment. Oh, nailed it. Very fair and very, very accurate uh -huh. with video to back it up. So do we, do we give Reggie credit for that? Or did he know that there was video and he had to tell it accurately? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, is the answer to it. Absolutely. Yes. No, I... Um, yeah, there's, there's, that's another reason why... I think, I mean, vast majority of adults avoid fights, but uh, while I certainly avoid fights in St. Louis, is because it was the most St. Louis type of fight. People who have nothing to do with the situation whatsoever finding a reason to jump into the fight. And then this has nothing to do no with business. you. Why are you physically here right here. now? Like, 
is that is that not the most St. Louis thing ever? That's where two favorite. people are minding their fucking business, trying to fight each other, and somebody else comes along, thinking it's their business to be in the same fight. Travis, like how super? How who who are you? Travis, whenever we spring on uh, spring it on Gardner that we need the Wallies uh, edited and done in uh, in December for like a mid December show, when we spring that on him, make sure that gets like eight awards. That's one of the better. <laughs> moments of the show this year of the new iteration i again accurately telling the story and then the story what was the reason behind the fight i forgot talking shit online in a battle rap group oh the yes. three dots three oh, dots he said dot 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 man <laughs> and i'm not so sure that's not the entire reason reggie came home what was he supposed to do what's a man to do he left three dots <laughs> Is that how I understood where Reggie was coming from? Yeah. I just. But aren't I we so happy about the whole thing? Because again, they even they even squashed it, and they both didn't look to like none of like it's uh, like you get your feelings hurt if you get knocked out on camera and somebody's missing a tooth and out of it and you're clowning but on the guy for getting knocked out. They it both comes got their back to what we. We but it comes back to like where. It comes back to my point I made like maybe a week ago about makes it about himself. People are hurt. No, I'm just saying people are. You can tell people are traumatized, emotionally scarred from whatever, and it's manifested online, and then it turns into something violent and physical in real life, and then it has lasting consequences for everything that you do going forward. Fortunately for those two, that was just a fight that was caught on camera, and no one's going to jail, and no one's going to a funeral. But generally, I think we need to take a step back and ask ourselves, why in the hell is something that takes place online leading to me physically fighting that individual in real life? Three dots. But I, I told we, you, three dots. We, we, but I like we gotta take a step back. What if I ran, like, tweets at President Trump, three dots? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah, careful. What are we supposed yeah. to do? Nothing? But I like the I like the out, and it's results oriented thinking because it is it's definitely the outcome is making me happy with what happened, but I don't know, man. Maybe more stuff needs to get settled quicker, and it just gets nah, done. I think I think I think we're hiding the real issue when we do that. And look, I'm happy again that it was settled like quote unquote men, and no one you know lost a life. At the same time, how how. How waist deep are you in toxic masculinity where three dots on a social media website gets you fired up to physically go after someone? I mean, I think it's okay if we take a step back and all just, you know, maybe see a therapist. Uh, we all talk about our issues to professionals. I think maybe next time we see three dots on social media, we I won't think, be as triggered. I think maybe next time you see Reggie in New York, you ask him that question. Mm hmm Careful. I think I will, because I care about Reggie, and I care about people, and I think sometimes, and I'll be the first to admit that it's happened to me. See, I'm putting my agenda out there, that it's happened to me before. I've been emotionally caught up to what people have said to me online or what people say yeah. online, and I think to Chris's point, yes, I think online experiences will be a little bit different if people have grown up getting punched in the face. But with that being said, I, I, I think that the reason why we react the way that we do because of what someone says online is because emotionally we're going through something. It's not necessarily the person who's doing it to us. We're kind of doing it to ourselves. Like three dots, like, come on. I didn't say worst things about Chris Herline. Okay. So, and he hasn't, it's physically attacked me. 
is is Chris a fat son of a bitch and sometimes sort of wow. kind of mm. biased and sexist? Sure. Mm. Uh, does did Chris really have that successful of a basketball high school career? No. Does he embellish his athleticism, especially talking about throwing a football seventy plus oh yards? God, Absolutely. Piece of shit. But but that but Chris has never physically reacted towards me. Like he may get angry at like a buffet. Or he may see, you know, like something with cheese on it and go to town with it. But Chris Dimon has never physically attacked anyone for talking about his weight and his lack of athletic abilities. And that's good. Is he racist? Maybe. I don't know. But he hasn't physically been attacked because of it. um, In the comments, we have some pertinent information. Uh, A couple. uh, Black Sheep says, Travis. Frontneck at 2 p.m. Saturday, followed by three dots. Oh shit! Um, from uh, Frontneck Plaza, I believe so. Plaza Frontneck, I believe so. Oh, we're going shopping. I'm excited. Shopping for a knuckle sandwich. Meet me at the Brooks Brothers store. I need a tie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, from Vicky in the comments, pretty sure Eddie Murphy was wearing a ring on comedians and cars getting coffee, oh. and that has inspired Travis's new accessory. Oh, hard, here we go. Hard to ignore such a bold addition by Travis. Oh, ho, 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 ho. you put comedian in your Twitter profile, and you got a ring on the Eddie. <laughs> you're, trying you. to, you're trying to trick the white folks. Oh, you've been called oh, out. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's my sister-in-law, wow. and uh, boy, is she she wins the MVP of the day. I don't, I don't think she is. I don't think she's correct in that assessment. Oh, okay. I, I think she is uh, exaggerating oh. to a, to a, to a fault. I, I I don't I don't know where she would get that I from. Can see your face behind that ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're kind of hiding behind it. All right. Well, now that we've uh, solved that case, that means we can end the show. Uh, <laughs> We Are Live is uh, filmed in front of a live studio audience. Mm-hmm. Mid-Coast Media. Mid-Coast <laughs> studio. Is it? Uh, that again, explains why there have been no laughter. Exactly. <laughs> big shout out to uh, intern Tommy on his big win last night. Very happy for him. And, okay, uh, happy calm for down. You ain't got to say it twice during the show. We got yeah, it. We said it the job. first time. We put it on the page. How many fucking times do you want to say it? Stop. And look, that's your, I'm his mentor. Okay. Let me raise him. Let you do it. Okay. okay. One compliment, it. one show. You don't need to double down on the compliments. One compliment's fine. Okay. Well, great work by everybody else today. Big thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet, rate us on iTunes. That helps us out. Give us five stars. We'll love you for it. Fair or foul. No? And this is the final moment. Change has come to People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, Fair or Foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for Fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or Foul. (laughs) Hello. This is fair foul. This is what people like to hear at the end of our show. Chris and Gardner will provide fun topics, and I will provide the necessary answers, gentlemen. Okay. I got one. Okay, what do you got? Fair foul. Bringing white castles into the office. Mm. Massive foul. You did this last week. I was appalled. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's uh, worse than bringing broccoli or fish in to reheat in the microwave. Mm. You can eat this outside, even if it's hot out. You could eat it in a common area, in a stairwell, preferably, oh. or maybe even next to a dumpster. You chose to bring it into hallowed ground. I did. And, uh, and that was a selfish move on your part. And I think you had, um, how do you say, an agenda behind it. That's how I feel about the entire the situation. The agenda was just to be comfortable uh, eating. I think that maybe there was uh, so some animosity. So that's an agenda, then yes. I think there was some animosity. So, Travis? Foul. It's disgusting. That's all you got? <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, You're like a network sitcom. You're lazy. That's lazy right mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Glad we, glad we can admit that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. How are we feeling uh, about this? Uh, fair or foul, continued extension um, outrage from folks online. Well, oh, that's still going? I think those people, that's foul. I think I don't know what else people want. I, I, I honestly, first of all, uh, this guy wasn't Muhammad Ali. Uh, this person wasn't Nipsey Hussle. Like, this individual... Uh, wasn't you know bettering his community like i look he may have brought you joy with his rap music but the guy beat his pregnant girlfriend and he literally promoted violence and rape and derogatory behavior towards women look the woman has apologized she didn't have to but she did so anyway comedy central has removed the video if you're still talking about this you're a, with all due respect you're a fucking idiot let's move on your file. Your people who are still talking about this are idiots, and it's just basically a bunch of fourteen-year-olds who just learned how to use social media thirty days ago. I got one. I like this. Um, fair foul. Walmart having a little mishap. What was this? Giving the wrong cake to a young two-year-old girl from Bonterre for her birthday. Bonterre, Missouri. Oh, I saw this. Uh, Which Walmart? The Deloge. Poor Walmart? girl. She was so cute too. <laughs> Deloge is right next uh, to Bonterre, okay. so I just did a little... Okay. Maybe it's the I Deloge know, Walmart, I know, I know she ain't driving to Farmington for that. Okay, fine. The Farmington Walmart. The snobby... It's not the, the Farmington Walmart. The snobby Walmart. As long as I know. No, now it's the Farmington Walmart. The far I don't even know if this is fake news or not. The Farmington Walmart having a little mishap, giving a two-year-old girl the wrong birthday cake, and it said, Happy birthday, loser. <laughs> <laughs> and look at her face. Oh, I wonder if I know her parents. Oh, oh my gosh. That's um, if there is uh, a photo that accurately sums up 2019, is it not this photo? Is it not this photo? <laughs> Where it's like, we'll give you the cake, but. Exactly. Why did. Exactly. It's. It's like, it really is. It's like when your job uh, lets you go home 30 minutes early. Like, what? <laughs> That's okay, I guess. I'll take it. No one but it says loser on it. I mean, don't, don't you when you why get Why would you cake, bring it home? Yeah. Well, I'm about to say, why would, you bring a, why would you bring that cake home? Well, the thing is, like, when you get a cake, isn't the instinct to, like, check it right away? Isn't that what I see people doing? They're like, it oh, let's look at it. absolutely is to do that. So, so I think... It was the parents who did ah. this, and this is their way of going viral. Because where do they live? Uh-oh. Bonterre. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Good earth, good people in French. 
How about how about this? You were so quick to throw that on the Delorean. Here's the thing Walmart. is, here's the thing oh, is, yeah. I would feel that bad. Ain't Walmart. I Those bod tear people are. But I would to... feel bad, but I know they voted for Trump, so it, that's right on. Good. They, they, that little girl got what she deserved. Oh no, no. So this happened yeah, as absolutely. a mishap. They heard her wrong. The toddler's nickname is Lizard, and the kid couldn't actually read. Uh, and they just, uh, it was a photo from a Facebook group. But, uh, so there was an adult at some point that went to go pick this cake up, am I correct? Mm -hmm. And so okay. the adult saw the name on the cake that it did not match the girl's nickname. Mm -hmm. So in typical Bonterre MAGA fashion, okay. they bought the cake anyway. They brought it home to embarrass their child just so they can go viral on the internet. That's so, everything you need to know about Trump supporters. Real quick, the last time I was in the Deloitte Direct Walmart. Home. That's bullshit. A couple months ago, I was visiting home, home for a ho probably Easter or something. I don't remember what it was. And uh, my dad and I stopped in there, and uh, lo and behold, a black dude who was uh, wearing like work boots and uh, literally a MAGA hat had uh, <laughs> two pistols strapped to his chest, open carrying, walking into Walmart, and was like looking, looking for trouble. So there you go. That's There's your Deloge Walmart. Yeah, someone. Adorning that attire uh -huh. would have that type of attitude. I agree. Yeah, I have one mutual friend with the uh, the mother of this uh, of this kid. So get him on the show. Happy I birthday! Want to understand. I want to understand. Why, why would you embarrass your child that way? Right. And was it worth all the RTs and the clicks and the shares? Because you purposely are embarrassing your child because your dumbass can't read. Keep telling people how to raise your I don't child, like that. Travis. Nah, nah, man. I don't like people embarrassing kids. Now that kid got to look up that damn photo in five to ten years when his friends are talking about it on the parking lot. And nah, that's see, that's some bullshit. This, this, see, and we need to call out stupid parents. You just want to. We take don't that, do that enough in this country. Gardner, I believe there's audio evidence. You just want to take that child and steal it for your cock farm. I'm on to you. That's not the case. You're trying to get the kids that's sent away true. to D. Yeah, yeah. Division Child Family Services. No, that's not true. It is. I don't think Gartner has audio. Though. No, there's audio. See? There's always audio. There it is. I don't even See, know where it is. But I don't understand. You Some still haven't answered my question. Baby. Yeah. Who bought the freaking cake? The mom did. So mom mm -hmm. saw the cake say loser. And why did she bring it home to give it to her child? Because by the time she got home, she probably had to put away other groceries. She went back and got a new cake with just the kid's name on it. So hilarious photo. Sorry, loser. That you can't That's not I want someone to call child services. I want someone to call the cops. And I want to know why you're being verbally abusive to your child. And why the mass media is helping this woman embarrass her child. What a Just because your dumbass can't read. Who can't read loser? And who names a child lizard? Well, I mean, if they're... Oh. They're a bond hair. I mean, maybe oh. she dropped down. There's just, a lot. I'm remembering this, Travis. So if you ever have a kid and we see how you raise them, that this Travis right here, this version of Travis can then yell at parent Travis. Remember But that. this is the problem. Yeah, I got people being parents who shouldn't be parents. That child name is you Lizard. You have no perspective. On what? On calling I'm my parenting. child a loser? It, so you tell me I need to read a just, book or have a child to know right, not to call them right losers? Right stuff for children's television shows doesn't mean you have perspective on parenting. I know not to call a child a loser. Maybe it's tough love. I need to write a children's show to know that? Look at Chris. Chris know I'm right. Chris say I'm right. 
No. no. Chris Amright. <laughs> Chris Amright. I'm probably related to these people. You didn't even think about that. <laughs> I love that I, until I was like 17, I didn't get the, uh, careful, you've got a few third and fourth cousins around uh, that are girls around your age. Don't you? I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. see. Oh, thanks, Mom. Yeah. Travis made a very convincing argument there, though, at the end. Chris Sam Begging right. me to say Chris right. Sam right. Okay. Sam Great. right. Chris Sam right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem with Chris's agenda. Chris' agenda actually aligns with me. And so he's, he, the only reason why Chris argues with me, because he doesn't want to agree with me, but he knows I'm right. Hmm. Look at him. That's why he's just like, oh, I pretend to play on my phone and my computer. That'll do it for the show today. <laughs> 1008. We've done this long enough. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. For Travis in New York, for the stream queen gardener here in St. Louis. Tune in tomorrow live at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Peace. <laughs>